Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Welcome back to the Servants of Grace Theology segment. On today's episode, one of our listeners writes in, and they have a great question. Is a doctrine of preservation biblical? What a fascinating question. See, the doctrine of preservation explains how the Lord has kept his word to ensure the accuracy of its original meaning. Preservation means the people of God can trust the scriptures because the Lord has overseen the transmission of scripture over the centuries. Now, an important thing to say is that we do not possess the original autographs and the writing of Scripture itself today. Instead, what we have is thousands of manuscripts from which the original writings derive. In fact, the field we are speaking of here today is textual criticism, and it's the study by which we discover the original text. By thorough comparison and examination, Bible scholars and translators determine what the original writers teach. It needs to be explained that whatever differences exist are small and do not affect God's word primary teaching or meaning. These differences occur and contain minor spelling variations, which do not affect the accuracy of Scripture. The Lord has supernaturally kept or preserved his word. You see, the early scribes' principal job was to make the exact copies of Scripture, and to this end they were extremely detailed. In fact, one example of the precision is the practice of counting all the letters in a given book and noting the middle letter of the book. They then would do the same for the copy they would make to ensure it matched. The scribes' labors were time-consuming, and their methods were thorough to safeguard the Scripture's accuracy. Matthew 5.18 demonstrates the plan of God to preserve His Word when He says, For truly I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not an iota, not a dot will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Now here Jesus declares that even the smallest stroke of a letter in the Hebrew alphabet will pass away until the Lord has accomplished all that he has revealed. Now Jesus also said this in Matthew 24, 35, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. You see, Jesus affirms the very nature of the word of God will not pass away. So scripture will remain and accomplish all that the Lord has planned. Isaiah the prophet through the Holy Spirit stated the word of God will remain forever. In Isaiah 48, it says the grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. In the New Testament, this is later reaffirmed when Peter quoted the same passage referring to it in 1 Peter 1, 24 through 25 as a word that was preached to you. Now, neither Isaiah nor Peter could make such a statement without understanding the preservation of God's word. You see, the word of God is not to be hidden away nor kept in a vault. It was given by God to know God. Romans 15, 4 says, For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. No person can be saved apart from the finished and sufficient work of Jesus recorded in scripture for the gospel message to be proclaimed to the ends of the earth as acts 13:17 says the truth of the word must be protected and contended for all for the glory of God now 1500 years 
passed between the writing of the New Testament by the apostles and the printing press. For 1,500 years, the only way to get a copy of the New Testament was to have a scribe copy one for you hand by hand. And now, the New Testament is better preserved than any book in history. Christians today can be confident they have the message the Lord revealed to the apostles because of the New Testament manuscripts, quality, and number. New discoveries continue to affirm that the people of God have the text of the apostles, which should be expected for our faithful Lord to preserve his word. And Christians can trust the reliable, sufficient, and trustworthy word for trustworthy guidance in every area of life. In, in 1947, with the Dead Sea Scrolls discovery, Bible readers discovered that today they have the same Old Testament as people had in Jesus' times. In fact, the survival of thousands of New Testament manuscripts confirms that the New Testament writings were providentially preserved. And in contrast, few copies have survived from nearly every classic book, such as Herodotus' Histories or Caesar's Gallic Wars. The copy of the New Testament surviving to date came into existence around 300 A.D. Other classic books with surviving copies are no later than 900 A.D. The Word of God survives despite efforts to destroy it. In fact, in 175 B.C., the king of Syria, Antisius Epiphanes, ordered the Jews on pain of death to destroy their scriptures and offer worship to Greek gods. Judas Maccabus served the books and, and led a revolt that won independence for the Jewish nation, which today they celebrate as Hanukkah. One other example is the Roman Emperor Diocletian's order to have Christianity outlawed, its leaders killed, their Bibles burned. In the providence of God, the next emperor, Constantine, legalized Christian and paid for 50 hand-new written copies of the Bible to be produced. Scripture has not only been preserved, it's been translated into over 2,000 ancient and modern languages. And many of the earliest surviving manuscripts include translations, such as the Syriac versions, showing that the scriptures were spreading from the very beginning. The word of its message has been preserved in many languages. In his large catechism, Martin Luther writes that whatever is in heaven and upon the earth is daily given, preserved, and kept for us by God. And thus, he says, it is our duty to love, praise, and thank him for, for it without ceasing. Knowing the Lord preserves all things, even our very existence, should motivate the people of God to a life of thankfulness. You see, God has preserved his word so we might know him and grow in his grace. Our proper response as Christians should be one of continual gratefulness for all the Lord has given us, for without him we would have nothing. I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.